Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode where we're going to be talking about the Bible study. And we're going to be talking about Genesis again. We're in Genesis 1-2. So uh, we're looking forward to it. There's a pretty good amount of stuff just in like the first half of 1-2 as well. I know we, we spoke about it earlier. But we're actually going to get into it today. So that's going to be fun. And of course, we always have the host of the show, J.D. Williams. J.D., welcome. Well, thank you, David. I'm glad to be here. And as I promised you before we got going, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. At least I'm going to try. And you know how hard that is. I, I but, don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah, it's, it won't. <laughs> it won't. But, you know, anyway, it, it's a well, plan. It's a plan, right? Okay. Anyway, David, I'm gonna, I'm just going to turn no worries, you loose with it. I'm sure everyone else has the same questions you have, so it's not a problem. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. It's just you know? I, I don't like taking away from you. And uh, anyway... Here we go, David. It, yeah, it, is, it um, is all yours right now. Right now. Boom. All right. So I know we, you know, sometimes I, I don't get off in the weeds, as it were, because that's, you know, kind of weird. But I do get kind of deep. So it's really good. If you don't understand some of the things I'm saying, sometimes I think people do. And then I realize that, hey, they probably don't. So definitely jump on in. So. We're here. I will read uh, Genesis 1-1 again. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. As you probably heard me say uh, many times, those are the first three verses, but it appears to me like it's one sentence. And it reads a little bit differently than the English translation, because remember, Hebrew has a different connotation and it has thoughts and ideas and, and presents patterns to you as opposed to, um, you know, the English or even the Greek in the Bible where it's specific. It's they got five different tenses and bing, 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 bing. And and there's specific words in specific orders, which, um, you know, just as a side note. You know, God did that on purpose. So that's why the Bible is in Hebrew and and in Greek. And he even translated the Hebrew into the Greek. So it's crystal clear what they thought it meant when they translated into the Greek called the Septuagint. Um, but uh, so the word in the beginning is actually better sheet. It has an implication of while beginning or during the beginning. So not necessarily in the Greek mindset of in the beginning, this particular time, this is while beginning. So while beginning to create the heaven and the earth and the earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep, the spirit of God moved upon the waters. And that's when God said, let there be light. And there was light. All right implying that he used light to create the time-space continuum that is the heaven and the earth, okay? So he used it. So it's not like he created the heaven and the earth first and then said, let there be light. Light was used in the creation of the heaven and the earth because that's how we measure everything. So if we're measuring time, time is measured by light speed, okay? And if you travel faster, time slows down. That's that's demonstrable. They've you know done experiments where you you send um, things out into space, and then as it's traveling faster, time slows down for that object. So things affect it. Gravity affects it too because it 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 changes the shape. So the speed changes it. 
gravity changes it. Everything changes the passing of time. Now, it's so minuscule that we don't notice it, but when it gets up to the speed of light, then time really changes, which is fascinating because Proverbs chapter 3 says, you know, my son, you know, the, <laughs> actually, just look it up. It's depart not from my, my word here. Uh, okay. Well, I just think it's interesting that you said it, it that, that it slows down. Even if it was one second, one second a day, that would add up to a lot of time. Yeah, it's microseconds, but it's measurable. Ah, here right, it is. My right. son, forget not my law. Mm -hmm. It's it's literally microseconds. Um, but that's because we're not we're not changing our speed that much. We're traveling, you know, spinning around the Earth. But if you raise, like, if you have a clock, an atomic clock at one level, and you raise it one meter, it will be five microseconds different per year. Yeah, okay, gotcha. so it's like. Yeah, divide up in a thousand, and five of those thousands of a second would be a difference in the clock over a year. It's really wild, which uh, also proves that the Earth is a globe, by the way, and and spinning. So, because they can measure the time differentiations. But check this out. My son in Proverbs 3, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments for length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Now, God doesn't say things twice just because, all right? So it literally says you'll have length of days and a long life. And people say, oh, you'll just, it'll, you'll make you live longer. Well, yes, it will make you live longer. But he literally says length of days as well. It literally says your days will be longer. So if you're keeping his commandments and God is light, when your heart is keeping his commandments, you're getting closer to God. So in effect, you're getting closer to speed of light because he is light. Right. And therefore, your days are longer. I'm sure a lot of times you say, hey, you know what? It's just I've got a lot done today. I'm praising the Lord or or whatever. The day seems to stretch out. Right. Well, it literally does, it, you know, in a quantum physics world. So that's pretty cool. Uh, so you can prove the Bible with quantum mechanics and physics here. Just my thought on that. It says literally lengthen your days. And to, at the end, because we have the decay, entropy, the second law of thermodynamics is entropy. Everything works towards the destruction of itself. Everything's falling apart. So we see at the end of the age, just uh, just after the rapture, we're going to see if it were not for the elect's sake. So there's some elect that are there. The elect typically points to um, Jews. If it weren't for their sake, the ones that are going to be saved, he's going to shorten those days. So he's shortening the days at the end. So that means something's going on with you know him coming. So he's coming. The days going to be shortened. It's going to be merciful. It's, it's all going to be really wild and mess up our whole time-space continuum. But it all starts here in Genesis 1 and verse 2. Wow. Um, and verse 3. And then they'll let there be light. So that's when time started on day 1. Now, this here, a lot of people use this, was without form and void in verse 2. And the earth was without form and void. And we'll get into darkness uh, a little bit later. So without form and void is tohu and bohu, which rhymes. It's pretty cool. And some people say, oh, tohu va bohu, but the, the vav is an and. So it's to, tohu and bohu. 
Um, and I want to give the words over here. So some translate it that um, it came to be, all right? Because the word hayah there, it, it literally means um, to be. And in the verse that it was, it says it, it became. So they'll say, hey, it became that way, implying that maybe there was something before it. Okay. So here enter in this gap theory. This is something that I'm not a proponent of, but I'm going to tell you how they teach it and where they get the thought from and how they come to their conclusions. And then I'm going to show you, uh, you know, what I really think it says as well. Okay. So the earth became formless and void is how they do it. So the word hava, the tohu and vav bohu. So, uh, formless, let me see here. Now, you just said that, that it became formless and void. Does that mean that it was there before? Or I'm, I'm just trying to get a clarification there. Right. That's, that's what some people would imply. Okay. Okay. That it became that way. And therefore saying, oh, something was in, before that. And there's these endless times, and they say things like, oh, that's why you see the universe is, you know, 16 billion years old, and that's why all the stars are out there. And, and then there was the, you know, these giants uh, beforehand, or basically Satan and all his cohorts. They had a whole world, and they were inhabiting the world for 50,000 years, 50 million years, depending on who you talk to. And there's this gap, they call it between verses one verse two all and right you say that you do not or you do subscribe no to this I, theory. I don't believe that for a minute okay. actually okay. um i'm not mad at you if you do um it's not really a salvation issue but i just don't see it and i'm going to explain why right. in here right so so they'll but let me let me present what they say that became formless and void implying that there was something else before that so they, they use this rendering to push that there was a gap between verses one and two, but there's really nothing else anywhere to insinuate that. All right. They, they might say things like, oh, well, Satan needed time to, you know, to get mad. And um, and then that so he must have been around for a while. Why else would he be mad at, you know, at Adam coming in and all this other stuff? A, a lot of different conjecture. So we have to figure out, okay, was Satan around before all of this? And remember, Satan's an angel, right? He, well, he wasn't. He's a fallen angel right, now. Right. So we come over here, and uh, do you ever hear the book of Jubilees? Jubilees, yes. I, I've heard of it, yes. I've never read okay. it, but I've, I've heard of it. Okay. Well, Jubilees is in the Eastern church they actually have that is still in the canon and there's many who believe that i was it, it was written by moses there's just some that say well it should be in the bible and some that shouldn't well regardless okay it's at least history right okay right so we're just going to look at it as that so if we're going to look somewhere for something that's been around since the time of moses let, let's look into jubilees and see what it is and maybe why they wanted to not keep it in the canon because yeah. there's a lot of reasons yeah. okay. for people to take things out because they, they really get wild. Right. So Jubilees is basically Genesis expanded. 
So Genesis is, hey, you need to read this. This happened, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. Okay, well, what happened here? Okay, and then what happened here? Like people always have the question, well, who who did Cain and Abel marry? Well, they married their sisters. Right, Okay. right. Uh, I mean, duh. Yeah, you can just imply that, but it doesn't say that in the Bible. All right. Well, it doesn't really have to. I mean, there's not very many people there. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. Who else was it? But the Book of Jubilees will explain that. Oh, here's his sister, and this is her name, and then he, and then Abel married this one, and that's in. And Seth ah, married this one, okay. and this is her name. Okay, I got you. So they have that all written out. Okay. All right. We see um, the story of Abraham and the whole history of Abraham. You know, did did you know that Abraham actually lived? up with Noah until he was like 50 years old. Well, I knew that they, I knew that they knew each other or what. Uh, yeah. I knew, I knew that they were t- around at the same time. Yeah. I knew that. Yeah. Most people don't realize that, that Noah helped bring Abraham up. Most people don't know that they, uh, the King tried to kill Abraham because there was stars in the sky and it was prophesied that this was going to be, you know the guy to to rule the world. His his right, offspring right. was going to rule the world, right? And it's it's very Messiah ish. So they <laughs> scooted Abraham off, and it all is again types and patterns of the Messiah. There's story in the stars. He gets hidden. There's other babies that are killed in his place, and even cool stories. There's cool stories. Uh, Abraham, um, his father Tara had was uh, an idol builder and he kept trying to talk his father no he's like no there's only one true god why are you worshiping all these gods he says oh these gods brought us prosperity and this and that so one day abraham goes into his father's shop right and he chops up all the idols except the biggest one and then puts the axe in the hand of the big idol and then his dad (laughs) comes in in the morning he said oh my god what happened in here why'd you do this abraham he said i didn't do it that idol did it Look, he's got the axe and everything. And he's like, that's ridiculous. This thing's made of wood. He says, really? He says, then why do you trust that (laughs) to bring you all this prosperity? He can't even talk. You don't even believe he can chop up the other idols. (laughs) And that's how he kind of witnessed to his father, chopping up all the other idols. So in Jubilees, in chapter 2, it says exactly when the angels are made. All right? And it says, And the angel of the present spake with Moses according to the word of the Lord, saying, Write the complete history of creation, how in six days, another thing we're going to get into, six days, not one day and then a big gap and then five more days. Right, right. In six days, the Lord God finished all his works that he created and kept Sabbath on the seventh day and holiday for all the ages and appointed all his signs. And re- check this out. For on the first day he created the heavens which are above, which is what the Genesis says, right? Right. Uh, and the earth and the waters and all the spirits which serve before him. Okay, repeat huh. that and explain that one. Go ahead. Okay, so here we go. For on the first day he created the heavens which are above and the earth and the waters and all the spirits which serve before him. The angels of the presence, the angels of sanctification, the angels of the spirit of the fire of the angels, the the spirits of the winds, the angels of the spirits of the clouds and of the darkness of the snow. So I got all these different jobs. Okay. Okay. All right. But he created all 
the spirits which serve before him. Okay, and now, then he describes the angels. This may be a stupid question, but are, are you saying that the angels uh, were created after we were? Or, I mean, not I, on day one. I'm sorry? They were created on day one. On day one. So, day one of our time is what you're saying, telling me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. On day one, we see, okay. you know, in, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and then okay. uh, he said, let there be light, and that was day one, right? Okay, yes, yes. Okay. okay. I, I so, just thought the angels were around for like ever. You know, like they were a creation prior to us is what I was. That's always what people thought. are saying when they say, oh, there's this gap between verse one and two. OK, OK, I got you. I OK, got you. oh, yeah. The, the, and they just have this idea. Well, the angels must have been around a really long time, because as soon as Adam came on the scene, then uh, then, you know, that's when Satan came and deceived Adam and Eve. So Satan, they was don't created, so Satan was created at the same time as, as Genesis 1? Is that, is that what you're telling yeah, me? Yeah, day one. Okay. According to okay. Jubilee, all the angels which served before him, which would have been Lucifer at the time, uh, they were created on day one. Okay. All right. Well, all that's right. new information for me, but I'll buy it. Go ahead. Isn't that, isn't that wild? <laughs> okay. You know, and, you know, again, most people don't consider it to be canon, but there it is. Yeah, written well, by Moses. Why don't they consider it canon? I'm I'm probably jumping ahead on you. I'll, I'll, mm. I'll withdraw the question for now. No, it's actually pretty good. There's the Book of Enoch. Uh, it was specifically it says right in the front of the Book of Enoch. This is for the terminal generation. Okay. This is this is for the last generation. Ah, which okay. is why it was gotcha. missing for so many years, and then gotcha. like a hundred years ago or so, we found it again okay. because we're in the terminal generation. Right. Okay. Makes sense. And he specifically says that because as in the days of Noah, so shall it be. So we're going to have to figure out what it was like in the days of Noah. And that's what Enoch wrote about. Hey, here, these are the giants. This is what happened over here. Same thing's going to happen again. And that's what we see with all this, um, you know, transhumanism stuff. Right. Same right. idea. They're trying to create bodies for these fallen angels to inhabit. Gotcha. Okay. I'm with you. Okay. So... Uh, but Jubilees was, was um, a, some people say, well, it was taken out because they didn't like it. Some people say, well, it really shouldn't have been canon uh, to begin with because we don't know if it's real. And some people say, well, yeah, it's just the extra books. Because if you read these book of uh, Second Ezra's or Second Ezra, the uh, Apocalypse of Ezra, it specifically says that there will be a set of books. And these are specifically for everybody to read because this is going to give them the synopsis of creation. But then if you want to be wise and learn more, there's another set of books. Okay. So gotcha. you'll learn those as well. Gotcha. So they're not the imperative canon, as we might say, but they're definitely the books for wisdom and going forward. And if that's the case, it certainly would pan out because now we know what day the angels were created on, which also leads us into Job, where they, they rejoiced when he laid the foundations of the earth. Well, that's what we see in, um, you know, the day two, right? Right. So God called the light day, darkness he called night, let there be the first day. And then God said, let there be a firmament in the wisdom of, wisdom of the waters and uh and divide the waters which are under the firmament, the water above the firmament, and it was so, and he called the firmament heaven. And then he said on day three, let the waters divide the heaven and gathered into um uh on one place and let dry land appear. Okay. So if the angels were created on day one, they were there on day two and three to watch the foundations of the earth. Right. Because that's, right, that's right. what he's talking about. 
Right. So it does. They don't have to be there a really long time to say, "Hey, the angels rejoiced." Oh, they must have been there before creation. Not necessarily. They could have been there on day one yeah. and still watch day two and day three. Right. Okay. So now you have that, and then let me jump into a couple of the verses that they use to try and corroborate that isaiah 45 18 it says for thus saith the lord that created the heavens god himself formed the earth and made it and established it and created it not in vain he formed it to be inhabited i am the lord and there is none else so they say look it became formless and void or vain and it's the same word tohu um it became that way and god didn't create it that way so there must have been this gap but that's if you read it the the way i'm going to present it right now you'll say you know what okay that doesn't make a lot of sense they seem to imply that there's a separation of time between formless and the spirit moving over the face okay so it says the earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep and the spirit of god moved upon the face of the water they're implying that there's a period of time in there but to me it's all one sentence again all right it it came to be is better than it became in my opinion okay 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 so it came to be oh okay so as he's creating it came to be so he's using light and it came to be that he created the earth it was formless and void and then he moved over it and using the light then it became you know the spirit of god moved upon the face of the waters and then he said, let there be light. Boom. And he's using light and the spirit of God moved. And then it became water and land and all the other stuff that we see. I see this as one motion. So okay. there's no separation of time between it where, okay, it was formless and void. And then it just sat there for a while. Yeah. Okay. I don't see it. No, I, I don't see it that way. I see it. It's all one event. It, yeah. It, see, the way I always it, interpret it, David, uh, just me is that you know i i saw it as okay well you know got all these angels around him and you know he decides he's going to create the earth and he creates the earth and you know that's how i have always looked at it and you're, you're putting a completely different yet good spin on it and uh you know it, it's got me interested I'm, and now this jubilee thing should people mm -hmm. read that if they're not a christian yeah. if they're not a christian should they read that or should they wait until they get more you know you read the really bible a little bit more yeah, you, you should have your foundation in the Bible because that's yeah, why he I, did it that way. Hey, I read agree. Genesis, get the ideas, and then you're going to ask questions like, oh, I see in Genesis you know, chapter 6, it talks about the giants in one sentence. Yeah, one sentence. Oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, now that you've got that absorbed into your head that there was these giants roaming around, go read the book of Enoch, and then you'll figure out who they were because okay. that's Okay. But but you don't you know? throw the Jubilees out. You don't throw Enoch out as all being like false doctrine that somebody should never read, right? Oh no. Okay. No, 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 okay. no. Why? Why okay. do that? I mean okay. Yeah. That's like just, that's like throwing say. every book in our library today out, you know? Yeah. You can okay. go on Amazon, throw them all out because they're not canon. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got you. Okay. You know, let's read it and see what we can get from it. If there's something weird you don't understand, you have to say ask the Holy Spirit to well, lead you. okay, now, I'm not sure which one it was. i got to throw this in here because I'm, th this is sort of important, at least to me. Um, and that is, there is a, a book out there that um, uh, speaks about Jesus as a child. 
and then yeah. he they was up on a roof and he and he pushed somebody off and they died and he brought them back to life and all that and as soon as i read as soon as i read that i said you know that's that's not that, yeah, yeah that's, that's sacrilegious stuff. that's not it at all yeah Nothing and then he, like and then he like he healed a bird picked up a bird and it flew away oh yeah. so it's a nonsense yeah. what what that's book is Gnostic that nonsense. what what book is that in uh, you forget. don't know because it doesn't count God, Let's move was on. it the gospel of judas uh, was it that one I don't remember. Listen, if 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 you're asking the Holy Spirit for guidance, you could literally feel it. Yeah. I even remember as a I kid do. when the Jehovah's Witnesses came by me and they had these books, I could like, oh, I don't want that book. I could feel it. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. You know, and you didn't know it. Like, oh, it looks nice. It's got a cool picture. Is that heaven? You know, and it's talking about, uh -huh. hey, be nice to everybody. But there was something about it, you know. Yeah, yeah. But just ask the Holy Spirit. And if you don't want to read it, don't read it. But it gives really good insight here. Amen. So we're looking at this. So they also go to Jeremiah um, 4.15 and 4.15 says, O Jerusalem, wash thy hand from wickedness that thou mayest be saved. And how long shall vain thoughts be uh, lodged within thee? Okay, so he's talking to Jerusalem here, and then you go down to verse 23. It says, I beheld the earth, and lo, it was without form and void, and the heavens, and they had no light. Okay, and I beheld the mountains, and lo, they trembled, and all the hills moved lightly, and I beheld there was no man, and all the birds of the heaven were fled. So they use this to say, oh, look, that must have been before Genesis 1-1, because it says, was without form and void, and there was no man, and the birds of the heaven were fled, and that means the demons, they all fled. Except he's talking about Jerusalem in the future. Right. Okay? Right. So he's talking about, hey, this is going to happen, and that's exactly what happened to Jerusalem. You know, even Mark Twain wrote about that. He said, there's nobody here. Why would anyone come here? There's not even any birds. Yeah, yeah, I've, <laughs> I, yeah, I've, I've read that. Or I've, I've read that stuff, yeah. So it's talking about the desolation of Jerusalem uh, at that point in Jeremiah. So that's completely out of the picture for me. That that doesn't have anything to do with the creation of the earth. Right. But some people will just take that little piece, that little verse, take it out of context. And, you know, unfortunately, some people in, in the prophetic realm that I teach in teach this stuff. And I'm like, that's not what it says. And then they get mad at you and, you know. Well, you know, stuff. I'm uh, I'm going to go ahead and break in here because we're getting down yeah, toward the uh, end, of, end of the first end, end of the first half of the show. Um, but um, you know, I want everybody to realize that we are going verse by verse, and that David has done a lot of uh, research into this for I don't know how many years, David. But forty-four uh, now. Oh boy, I mean that's that's a long time, and. Uh, I want to invite people to the conference in Dallas, Texas, on April 5th through the 8th. And um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to put up, uh, for those of you watching us in visual form, I'm going to put up the um, the slide there. And in the second half of the show, we'll get into that a little bit more. But uh, mm -hmm. anyway, I do, I do encourage everybody to come out for that. We will be there and we'll be uh, broadcasting interviews, not the conference itself, but interviews. But you can either attend in person or virtually be back with the second half in just a moment from feature story news in london i'm simon gaitan 
Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has responded to Russia's accusation that Kyiv had downed a jet on Wednesday carrying Ukrainian prisoners of war. He said Russia was playing with the lives of Ukrainian captives. Kyiv has so far neither confirmed or denied it hit the plane and has called for an international investigation. Megumi Lim reports from Kyiv. The plane crash took place on the 700th day of Russia's full-scale invasion, and Moscow has said that 65 Ukrainian prisoners of war were on board the military transport jet, along with Russian crew members and soldiers. The plane crashed in the Belgorod region bordering Ukraine. The governor of Belgorod on Wednesday said there were no survivors. So far, Ukraine has not confirmed or denied Russia's claims that Kyiv had shot down the plane. Zelensky has called for an international investigation to find out the cause of the plane crash and who was on board the plane. According to a Reuters report, both black boxes have been recovered from the crash site. Megumi Lim in Kyiv. At least 12 people have been killed and 75 injured in an attack on a United Nations facility in Gaza, according to UN officials. The Israeli military has denied it was behind the strike. The commissioner of the UN Refugee Agency condemned the blatant disregard of basic rules of war following the attack. The leader of the biggest political party in the European Parliament has called for the European Union to collectively build up nuclear weapon capabilities. Manfred Weber says the EU should be capable of defending itself, especially if the US pulls support from NATO, the military alliance widely considered to be Europe's shield against adversaries. Ishan Garj has more from Brussels. Addressing the possibility of Donald Trump's return to the White House, Manfred Weber says Europeans must prepare to defend themselves without the US. Weber heads the European People's Party, which is also tipped to win European Parliament elections in June. He says the 27-nation bloc should build its own nuclear deterrence. French President Emmanuel Macron had floated the idea of using his country's 300 nuclear warheads as a security blanket for Europe in 2022, but the idea was shot down by Germany. Now, amid veiled nuclear threats from Russia and worries of a Trump presidency weakening NATO, the call for a stronger defense architecture in Europe is growing. Ishan Gerg, Brussels. India's Prime Minister Narendra Modi has officially kicked off his election campaign for a third term in office. Priyata Brajabasi has more. Political analysts say his choice to start his campaign in Uttar Pradesh, the state where he recently inaugurated the controversial Ram Temple, is aimed at solidifying the party's strong support in the state among the Hindu majority. The BJP's campaign launch comes as Rahul Gandhi, leader of the opposition Congress party, is walking across the country in a strategy dubbed the Unite India March for Justice. Priyata Brajwasi in New Delhi. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. Okay, folks, welcome back to the second half. And we're just having a good old time talking about uh, gap theories and other things that may or may not be in Genesis chapter one. So we're talking about uh, the earth being uh, formless and void and how some people use that as uh, to became formless and void. Um, but if we're in looking at the verb, it really more implies it came to be. Okay, so it's it's the word to be, but in the, the tense that it's used, it, it came to be, not became from something else. It just it came into existence. So that's kind of the way I'm I'm reading it in the, in the Hebrew um, tenses and stuff. And some people imply that there's a separation of time in there, but as we just read in Jubilees, it was we read in um, you know Deuteronomy and Leviticus. He says, even the Lord says you shall have the Sabbath because it is in six days 
the Lord created the heavens and the earth, and then he rested on the seventh day. Well, he didn't say in one day, and then this really long gap of time, and then five more days, and then he rested. Right. It says in six days. So that means means to be if all the other days are 24-hour periods, which we've demonstrated that they are, because the plants were made on day three, and the sun, moon, and stars weren't made till day four, it couldn't live much longer if there was no sun. So... Right. It has to be 24-hour days plus the vernacular. It talks about Yom with a number. It was day. It was day one, and then the second day, the third day, the fourth day, and the fifth day. So day one was named, and this is day one. And then there's the second day, and then the third day. So every time you attach a number to the word Yom, it literally means a 24-hour period, one-day cycle that we have. And then Ever and Boku went from you know disorder to order, but they translated that into evening and morning each one of those cycles is not hey from a time period to a time period because if you just go from evening to morning basically it's 12 hours okay right but in those no it went from from chaos to order disorder to order in that one revolution of the 24 hours so it included all of the morning and all of the night all of the morning and all of the night, not just a time period, a time period in the Greek kind of mentality, included everything with the Hebrew. Hey, this is the, the word picture that you have. So we see this, all of this was on in one day. It was within a one 24 hour period. Now, granted, we talked about light moving so much faster in the past and, you know, the, uh, some of the conjecture is even millions of times faster than it is now. Because remember, light is slowing down as well. And people laugh at that, and they laughed at Barry Setterfield when he came up with it in the, like, the 80s. But now they're actually starting to prove it, not giving every, anybody any credit that actually figured it out, which is standard. You know, there's, exactly. it's, it's like you know certain injections you may or may not have gotten over the past three years all of a sudden the cdc comes out and says oh well you better watch this oh what have we been telling you um so yeah they're trying they're finally figuring out that light is actually slowing down but that's again entropy that would lead us to the end everything's falling apart and our dna actually can't even last that much longer they found out says, uh, yeah we better do something which is why they're trying all this nonsense, by the way. So we see all of that in one day. So it might give the appearance of a really long time. Because if light is that much faster, if the star is a million, trillion, gazillion light years away, but is traveling at a million, zillion, gazillion light years an hour, or, or miles per hour, then it it's literally a second that it takes to get here if the speed of light was that much faster. And it would explain the appearance of age. Uh, to some degree. Um, and he also stretched it out. So it says he flung the stars. And so he shoo, as he's stretching them out, the stars here, and then he's, they're, they're flying out. You're going to see that light all along the way. Okay. And uh, another thing is they, they have, you know, um, they say, oh, this, this galaxy is a billion light years away, and this one's 5 billion, and this one's 16 billion light years away. They all have the same spirals. If that one that's 16 billion years old was really 16 billion years old, those spirals would have dissipated by now. But they all have the same spiral pattern, well, which means they were David, all created I'm, at the same I'm, time. I'm going, I am right now, I know I'm going to blow your, uh, 
your mind would. I mean, you. But but you said something, and I I keep I I tried to hold myself, couldn't do it. You said DNA was going to run out. What what do you oh, mean yeah, DNA yeah. is going to run out? I don't get that one. Go go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, we'll go there. We'll we'll bring that in. So, um, before the flood, it was a completely different ecosystem. That's why they lived nine hundred years. Okay? okay, that's why they could heal. That's why they were bigger. Everything was bigger. You see, all the fossils. The flood made all the fossils. As simple as that. They weren't there millions of years, folks. Flood, one event, made all the fossils. Gotcha. Okay, uh, and that's demonstrable. So don't even argue. So, but we lived nine hundred years. In his, and we had really strong DNA. We had really strong bodies that can handle all this stuff. Well, those bodies made it easy for the fallen angels to manipulate them. Okay, oh, so you okay. had these powerful animals, and he, they can mix the DNA with humans. So they made chimeras. They make, then they the fallen angels, you know, raped the women, and then they had the giants, the Nephilim, because the DNA was strong. Okay. That's why God, in his mercy, said, I'm going to limit their lifespan, and it's going to start to come down. But in addition, because of sin, is just everything's falling apart anyway. Okay. So you lose um, three chromosomes, I think, every generation. Oh, okay. Like I that. didn't so, know that. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, It's three. I think it's three chromosomes. Well, basically, there's three errors in in every generation of the dna so your oh, kids okay. have three more errors than you do now oh, granted okay. there's an awful lot of you know uh information so it takes time but it is happening okay okay, okay. so every generation is getting more and more um corrupt if okay you would. yeah makes sense so it's like okay. it's like a xerox copy of a xerox copy of a xerox copy of a xerox copy. Uh, okay okay i got you all right, and that's where we are. We're at the end of the age, and the, all the uh, the big, you know, people we call different names, um, they know that, yeah. And that's why they're trying to create things. Hey, listen, we can put a chip in your head, and you can live a thousand years. Put your, <laughs> yeah, your there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're getting we're back to the They yeah. know, but they don't want the world to panic, you know, because most of the world yeah. is dumb. So right. they're like, well, we can't really tell people about this. But they know. Look it up. Everybody, if you just look it up, you'll find out your DNA is 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 degenerating. Okay. So it just okay. gets worse and worse. And so and but they give this opinion. Oh well, you know the ascent of man. We're just getting better and better. No, we're not. Look at the pyramid. They yeah. built that pyramid. Yeah. We can't build a pyramid today. No, I can't figure it out. <laughs> Especially with all those chambers and everything else. They can't even figure out how they built it. Right. Right. They were a lot smarter back then. Okay. They were they were light years smarter than us. So, and even even just in the colonial days, they they passed the um, remember the letter they passed around and and they just put it on all the 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 posts around town. Right, you need a college level degree to read what they wrote about. Hey, we're not going to deal with uh, King George anymore. Yeah. Yeah, they would have to have some education to be able to read it, and they sure wouldn't be yeah, posting yeah, yeah. it somewhere if people didn't. Everybody read it. was smart. Yeah, right. They, they were reading early. They're five years old. They're all reading the Bible. So wow. Yeah, it's just we're we're dumbing down, and then it's just getting worse and worse. So, but let's back to this. It was without form and void, but this is all in one day. It was all one event. It it be, it came into being. It was formless and void. God moved His face on it and said, "Hey, light." 
Okay, now light formed everything. It was all one event. It wasn't a really long time. And some will use, well, look how long the stars have been here and this and that, but they seem to forget the stars were made on day four. Right. They right. weren't made on day one or day two. They weren't even around yet. So you can't use that as, oh, look at the age, and that proves that the universe is this old. Right. No, it doesn't. Because we're made on day four, so your argument falls apart in the gap theory. There you go. Okay. Okay. So that's uh, it. Just to me, that's that's really what this says. If you look at it, it's all one big sentence. It came into being. It was formless and void. It was darkness, uh, and then the spirit of God moved upon it, saying, "Let there be light." And here's all the light, and then everything came into being. Well, you know, so, one thing, David. I, 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 again, I've got I got to jump in here. This you're, you're talking about uh, the creation of the world, and you know the way that I read Genesis initially is you know statement by statement. It's like it's right. just it's just a this was done, this was done, this was done. But the That's way a Greek that, mindset. yeah, but the way that you're explaining it is that uh, I can almost see God writing this. You know, it's like a um, as I'm doing mm -hmm. this, this happens. And as I'm doing this, this happens. It's a completely yep. new concept, but one that I totally agree with. I've just never had really thought about it in that context before. Yeah, and it's because of the way it was translated. Again, it's a, that the Greek mindset is prediction, fulfillment. Prediction, fulfillment. Right. Don't Boom, boom, boom. Hebrew mindset is, no, look at this. This is happening, and it's big, and it's huge, and you can see the whole picture kind of like what God sees. He sees everything at once. Right, right. And that's how he wrote the Old Testament. He wrote it all at once. Incredible. Okay. But for people who would misconstrue it over the years, in his wisdom, he brought in the Greek. He said, bing, bing, bing. I'm going to lay this out for you. <laughs> and give yeah. it exact details. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, you you have to really put them both together. You can't lean one way or the other, and that's a problem. Everyone. You know, that's why we get fights in the church because people are like, you know, are you, are you, um, you know, once saved, always saved, or can you lose your salvation? There's two sides of that same issue, and both of them are in the Bible. Are you, okay. were you, okay. were you chosen? You know, were you predestined that you can only be saved? Well, yeah. Well, can you choose not to go with the Lord? Well, yeah, because he says, I lay before you life and death. Here's a hint. Choose life. Right. So we, are we chosen by him? Yes. Do we have to choose him back? Yes. It's both. Right. So exactly. You really got to see both sides of this thing. Yeah, now that uh, once saved, always saved, uh, that's a discussion that we need to have. But that, I think that's a full show. So I'm, I'm not even going to yeah. touch on that now. I'm just, I'm just saying for those yeah, of you that, that are listening that, to that. that very easily can, ironed out, by the way, yeah, if you just say, hey, let's there. look at this as one unit. Right. Okay. So here we see, we, we were talking about, um, you know, this, all the angels being created on day one. And then comes the question, well, who did they marry? You know, well, again, that's in Jubilees. We're not going to get into that now, but you could read down through Jubilees. But then you read in, I think, chapter eight, uh, is it seven or eight of Jubilees? Re go figure it out. Read the whole thing and then you figure it out. But it's somewhere around there. It says 
that uh, Adam and Eve were in the garden for seven years to the day that's when the Nachash came, the serpent came and spoke to Eve. Okay, so they were they were in the Garden of Eden for seven years before uh, Satan showed up. Yep. Okay. Well, he was there the whole time. Oh, okay. However, it was at, in at seven years that he came and approached her. So uh, that whole time, uh, he's plotting. He's trying to figure it out. He's trying to gain her trust because. They, they didn't hate, uh, oh, here's Adam and Eve, and then all of a sudden, this shiny being, up to her, and she's not scared, and she's, like, talking to this dude. Yeah, that was one thing that she always... She's like, who are you? Yeah, that, that, that always had me, too. You know, and the way that you're explaining it now makes more sense, because what you're saying is that there was ongoing conversation between them for those seven years, so they built up the trust. They said, yeah, okay, and I guess he was kind of going along with God's program, and then all of a sudden mm -hmm. says, okay, time to end that. Yeah, I don't know. Yep. Or whatever that's worth, I just said it. <laughs> that's good. All right. And it even says on the third week of the second Jubilee, so it was between 64 and 70, she gave birth to Cain. So it wasn't even till like 64 years later that she had a baby. Yeah, okay. You know, so people think, oh, yeah, there was Adam and Eve, and they had a kid right away. That's not what this says. Okay. <laughs> um, and she gave birth to her daughter, Awan. I'm in chapter four now. And it, and it tells you exactly what days that are in there, too. Okay. So I've never even heard those names or heard that name before in my life. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And then it work, go, works its way all the way down to Enoch. Okay. But then it talks about the seventh year. And then um, that's when basically they were tossed out. So he had to have some kind of relationship. He had to have it. She had to be comfortable with him. Why was she talking to him? Let me see. So let's see. Well, that makes a okay. lot more sense than just somebody showing up out of the blue one day right? and, and they buy the, you know, buy the program. Yeah. That makes a lot more sense. Actually, here we are right here. Oh, pardon me. It's in chapter three. Okay. So I'm in chapter three of Jubilees, and it says, Adam and his wife were in the Garden of Eden for seven years, tilling and keeping it. And we gave him work and instructed him to do everything that is suitable for tillage. And he tilled the garden, and he was naked and knew it not, and was not ashamed. And he protected the garden from the birds and the beasts and the cattle and gathered its fruit and eat and put aside the residue for himself and his for, and his wife and put aside that was being kept. So he gathered all this stuff for his wife. Now in verse 17, it says, And after the completion of seven years, which he had completed there, seven years exactly in the second month on the 17th day of the month. That's interesting, too, when you look at prophecy. But anyway, okay. that's a whole okay. other story. All right. Okay, seventh month, the seventeenth day of the month, the second month, seventeenth day. The serpent came and approached the woman, and the serpent said to the woman, "Has God commanded you, saying, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden?" And she said to it, "Of all the fruit of the trees of the garden, God has said to us, Eat, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said unto us, Ye shall not eat thereof, neither shall ye touch it." lest ye die. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
So you got that same story going on there, and but it, it's spread out. Now you got a bigger picture. So right. in Genesis, we had this is all you need to know. They were in right. the garden, right? Ate the fruit. She messed up the contract, and this is why you need a savior. It makes but me wonder. Crazy, mm -hmm. crazy observation here, but it makes it makes me wonder if maybe when Satan was talking to her, said I had some. It didn't. You know, I'm alive. I mean, you know, I'm, mm -hmm. I mean, I can see him saying that. It doesn't have to be included, but I can see him saying that. I really can. Yeah, he, I wouldn't be surprised. But um, let me see. And the woman. All right. And the serpent said to the woman, "You shall surely not die, for God does know." And on a day you eat share of, your eyes will be opened. And that's interesting because this is a dismissive title. See, in English, we don't see it. But the entire time before this, it says Elohim, which is hey, the creator, right? And he did this and that. But when it spoke about God as a person, it would say the Lord God. Okay. Yahweh Adonai. Okay. Yahweh Adonai, Yahweh Adonai. In other words, it was a title, the Lord God in uh, okay. the English. Gotcha. Now, the Lord God said this, the Lord God said that. But Satan comes along and said, oh, God knows that. Mm -hmm. He didn't use his title. It was a mm -hmm. disrespect. Right. Most people miss that. Yeah. It was Lord God with everything. But Satan comes along, oh, God. Yeah, you just know? cut it. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and it was dismissive and not giving him the reverence. You know, right, right. So, and that's what I did here. Surely you shall not die, for God does know that on the day you eat thereof, your eyes will be opened, and you will be as gods. Uh -huh. You see the dismissive yeah. tone. Yeah, right. And you will know good and evil. Mm -hmm. Hey, and the woman saw that it was agreeable and pleasant to the eye, and that the fruit was good for food, and she took thereof and ate. Oi. Bad so, yeah. <laughs> so to the whole thing about this is that this is their excuse. Well, um, Satan must have been around because as soon as Adam and Eve came on the scene, then there was the serpent to try and take it away from him. Well, no, because the angels were created on day one, not millions of years in the past, and mm -hmm. they had no kingdoms and they weren't ruling okay. the planet. And then it, it came void and vain. No, that's not what it says. It says it came to be. God's face was on it, and that's when it turned, you know, the light. That's when right. he started to build it. Right. With the light, his face moved upon this thing that came to be as formless and void. It's like, here's a lump of clay, and God's like, ah, yeah, I'm going to make this. That's, mm -hmm. that's what it means. It doesn't mean mm -hmm. it was millions of years, mm -hmm. and he made something, and it became dirty, and then he made it again. Yeah, yeah. So and so we've established that it's day one and in six days. So six 24-hour periods. No gap in there. Okay. All right. That's not even implied. We've established that you can't use the stars because they weren't made until day four. So you can't use them as a right. length of uh, mm -hmm. age of the universe being millions of years before day one because they weren't around. You can't use the angels being around and watching the foundation because the foundation was made day three and they were created on day one right and it was plenty of time it was seven years exactly according to jubilees that the serpent came and deceived eve so there's plenty of time to build that relationship 
uh, and build uh, whatever trust that he had to in order to deceive her. And that makes that perfect sense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. So, you know, when people come and they try and like argue and this and that and the other, I'm like, listen, I just read the word for what it says. Right, exactly. And And so that's what it says. So it talks about darkness here. We only have a couple minutes left. So let me touch on the word darkness. Darkness was on the on the face of the deep. So the word is the dark. All right. And it literally means the, like we think of dark as oh, I'm in a dark room, but there's still a little bit of light in there. Okay. My way you go is still a little bit of light. This is, right. this is the darkness. There was absolutely no light because the only light is in Christ himself. Right. And and figuratively, it means misery, destruction, death, ignorance, sorrow, and wickedness. Okay, so it's a masculine noun meaning darkness, but it has these symbolic uses as well. So in other words, there was no light. God used light to create it. All right. That, that's gotcha. kind of the implication of it. Gotcha. So... Where the earth was without form and void, darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. And we actually have a little time to get into the deep. The deep is, um, um, where did it go? It's, a, it's to home, which is very much like uh, the uh, without form and void. Remember okay. Tohu? Okay. We got Tohu, and that's... Uh, that's a uh, tet, hey, vav. Okay. Well, deep is to home, and that is tet, hey, vav, mem. So it's it's the same idea without form and void. That's the 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 face of the deep is the abyss. Okay. It's translated abyss from the Greek, meaning uh, buso means bottom in Greek. And when you put an ah in front of anything, like ah millennial means there's no millennium. Um, oh, like okay. agnostic. Okay. Without knowledge. Gnostic. G-N. Uh, you know, okay. okay. Without knowledge. So these terms, when you see anything ah in the Greek, it means without. So ah buso literally means without a bottom. Ah, okay. 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 So the abyss, that's where we get the word from. Abyss is literally ah buso in the Greek. So we see this is the Hebrew word for the abyss. So there was darkness upon the face of the abyss. Ah, okay. If, okay. If, now think about that in a, from a physics standpoint. There's only one place anywhere in the universe that there is no bottom, and that's where no matter what direction you go is up. Hmm. Does that make okay. sense? So if I'm here at this dot, like say, if I go this way, it's up. If I go this way, it's up. If I go this way, it's up, 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 up. Every, every oh, direction wow. is no up, matter which, which okay. it has to be gotcha. the center of the universe. Okay, gotcha. It has to be the center of all the forces, uh, including gravity, of everything. Everything is in the center, which leads me to believe that the Earth is in the center of the universe, too, and everything is spread out from it. Yeah, it's a good point. Okay. And I'm, I would yeah. agree with that, too, by the way. Okay. Yeah, and it's it's not not flat, but it's definitely not. Hey, we're just not randomly flying around the universe because the Earth was created first on day one, right. and everything else was 
the stars and the moon and the sun were all created on day four. So they were spread out from the earth. And we always see the abyss and or Tartarus as the center of the earth. Right. 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 So when we talk about Hades and all that stuff, we always say, hey, it's in the abyss. We've always envisioned that as a center of the earth. Well, if the center of the earth is the center of the universe, that means everything else is expanded around it. But that's what it means. It to home is the abyss. So there was darkness. It was formless and void. These are all tying together how there was nothing there. And then God with light created everything that there is, including time and space and you for that matter. Right. Right. Yeah. So that's that. So, uh, you know, we're going to get into um, some more deeper stuff on the next time around, but we have zero time to start the next topic here because it's a big <laughs> well. Hopefully, so, I, I, I tried to stay out of it, David. I really did. Oh, you did fantastic. Well, thank you. I, I tried really hard, and you have no idea how hard it was. But <laughs> um, anyway, well, uh, now you got to lead everybody to the Lord before they wind up in the abyss. Yeah, absolutely, and that's exactly what we do by saying that just like there's a last play in every football game, there is that last individual to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior before the rapture of the church. Everything is in place for the rapture to take place. It can happen at any time. Everything, uh, everything in Scripture has been fulfilled that's necessary for that to happen. So if you don't accept Jesus Christ before the rapture, that means you've got to go through at least part of the Great Tribulation period, which is seven years, the worst time the earth has ever seen or ever will see. And you can avoid it by simply saying, Lord, I am a sinner. I ask for forgiveness. I know Jesus Christ died on the cross for me. I know he spent three days in the tomb. I know he has risen. I know that he sits at the right hand of the Father and that you're coming back for the church. And I am, I am now a member of that church because I'm praying this prayer to you. I'm asking for your salvation. I'm promising to follow you all the rest of the days of my life. And I ask this, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. And if you'll do that and you are that last individual we're looking for, then we're going to meet you in the air along with every Christian living and dead at the moment that they call the rapture of the church. And by the way, Amen. we're going to be talking a lot about the rapture of the church, I'm sure, at this upcoming conference in Dallas, Texas. And mm-hmm. this is the Hear the Watchman Dallas 2024 Prophetic Signs in the Heavenlies, April 5th through the 8th in Dallas, Texas. You can register by going register at hearthewatchman.com. It's hearthewatchman.com. David and I will be there. David will be actually speaking, and I'll be there to interview people as they come um, on or get off the stage. Until next time folks, we're out of time and we'll see you for the weekend addiction and good night God bless Thanks again for joining us today for The Last Christian Radio Show and be sure to tune in every Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday right here and at www.lastchristian.net until the trumpet sounds. Some people won't give you the real talk on drugs, but it's time we know the facts. Fentanyl is killing people. It's a powerful opioid, often made illegally and commonly mixed with illicit drugs. It can even be pressed into counterfeit pills that resemble prescription medications. Just two milligrams, about the size of a few grains of sand, could potentially be lethal. This isn't an ad to scare you, but it is an ad to make you think twice. 
Get the facts. Go to realdealonfentanyl.com. This message is brought to you by the Ad Council.